Hey there, Music Podcast for Kids listeners. This message is for teachers and homeschool parents. The Music Podcast for Kids has an awesome digital resource to accompany the String Family episode. And guess what? It is completely free. Within our free resource, you will find a printable and digital listening guide, along with other cool resources to enhance the experience of the show, which can be used in the classroom. Visit themusicpodcastforkids.com slash teachers to grab the free listening resource to make your classroom awesome. We hope you enjoy the show. Music begin in three, two, one. That's what we're gonna do Mr. Henry Mr. Fight Exploring along with you Learning music, having fun That's what we're gonna do Mr. Henry Mr. Fight Love hanging out with you The The Music Podcast for Kids Hello and welcome to The Music Podcast for Kids We're your hosts, Mr. Henry And Mr. Fight Music Educators Extraordinaire! The Music Podcast for Kids is a fun and educational podcast where we learn and explore the best subject ever. Music! And now the music joke of the day. We love jokes. So if you have a joke, please visit our website, themusicpodcastforkids.com to submit your joke. And guess what? It doesn't even have to be a music joke. It can be any joke. We will read and enjoy your joke on the podcast and also let everyone know who it came from and where you are in this great, big, wonderful music world. Our joke of the day is... This joke comes from Thomas. What is a robot's favorite type of music? Huh? Heavy metal. (laughs) Get it? Heavy metal. Good one, Thomas. Make sure to send in your jokes by visiting our website, themusicpodcastforkids.com. A link to the website can be found in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you are enjoying the show so far. Please subscribe to the podcast to receive the latest episodes and leave a review through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, get updates on what we are up to through Facebook and Instagram by finding us at Music Podcast for Kids. Links will be found in the show notes. On to the show! Just chat. Just chat. Just chat. Just chat. Just chat. Just chatting, just chatting. Tom Sharp is an internationally recognized, award-winning composer, performer, and recording artist. He is a sought-out clinician and performer of his own works, and the artistic director and principal performer of the Sharp World Music Ensemble. Along with his own music, Tom is the drummer for the widely popular Grammy Award-winning group, Mannheim Steamroller. We have a very special guest with us today on the Music Podcast for Kids, Tom Sharp. Thanks for being on the show. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Bruce and Bill. So where do you call home in this great big music world? I have resided in the Chicagoland area for most of my adult life. I actually grew up in Detroit 
And uh, I, I, from, from uh, my schooling there, wound, I wound up at the Interlochen Arts Academy, which is in, in northern Michigan. And uh, from there, I was recruited to DePaul University School of Music, and that brought me to Chicago. And so since I was a college student, I've, I've lived here in, in the Chicago area my whole life, whether it's either downtown or, um, you know, in, in the surrounding area. Cool. So um, you kind of mentioned some, some schooling you did, um, like in your college years. But since we're a music podcast for kids, um, we always like to ask our special guest, you know, how they got started with music. So sure. could you tell us how old you were when you started playing music um, and where your musical journey took you through growing up years to, um, to, to bring you where, where you are today? So like private lessons, things like that. Yep, absolutely. I took a very formal route through, through this uh, journey of mine, and I, I don't regret it for a minute. I, I'm a strong just advocate for, for as, get as much schooling as, as possible that it's you know don't worry about if anything you, you feel like it's not connecting to what you're doing you know a subject does that doesn't feel like you're going to go into that field it's all connected all learning is is you know reaching that higher level and, and is going to just it's it's problem solving it's you know critical thinking it's expanding your mind so uh i started Private instruction when I was five years old. Actually, my mother would, I, I think, would say that I, I was even a little younger than that, maybe, you know, four and a half years old. I started on the piano. Mm -hmm. And I've had private instruction, uh, you know, throughout my whole young life and, and uh, all the way through, through college. I, uh, you know, started with the piano at, at four and a half, five years old. And then uh, I started playing drums and percussion when I was, I believe, 11. Um, so throughout that time, you know, I, I went uh, all through school bands and things like that, but I also always had the private instruction and, you know, went to music competitions and, and my, my parents would drive me all over the place. <laughs> you know, it was just so supportive of them. And I grew up in a musical family. So, uh, you know, that definitely rubbed off on me. My, my mother, both my mother and father are musical and my mother was a professional musician in the, in the church, um, you know, choir director and, and uh, organist and also taught school. My dad was a mathematician and a chemist. So the, those two kinds of things, you know, going together to, to create what I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, I, Throughout my whole, you know, young life, I had private instruction and mm -hmm. and music in school, and then, and then in the summer, going to as I mentioned, in the summer, going to this this uh, very you know, prestigious national music camp called Interlochen, yeah, um, cool. and and uh, Interlochen is actually a music camp. It's also an academy, uh, a high school academy. And by the time I got to that age, I, you know, I was realizing that that was going to be my path, even though I knew it actually quite a bit earlier. Yeah. I realized, you know, my path is and my career, my life is going to be in music. And so I went to high school there and, uh, you know, that bridged the gap for me to to have a, a you know, a collegiate life and a, and a career in music. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, that's amazing. Cool. Now, you mentioned uh, drumming and percussionist. 
is there a difference between being a drummer and a percussionist? And if there are, what what's the difference between a drummer and a percussionist? And can you describe uh, what you like about being a percussionist and what made you gravitate toward percussion as your primary area of study? Sure. Yeah. I, you know, the difference between a drummer and a percussionist depends on who you ask and, and you know, <laughs> what kind of, what kind of music circles you run in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, I, my degrees in music are, my formal degrees in music are in, in orchestral and classical percussion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're, when you're kind of in, in that, uh, in, in, the, in the running in those circles, it's like, well, I'm a percussionist, you know, it <laughs> right. sounds very, very right. formal and, right. and, and fancy. And then it's like, well, the drummers are like, oh, they're the rock guys, you know? <laughs> right, right. So that, that is kind of maybe the difference, you know, that, that you can separate. Um, but really, you know, it's, we're all drummers, we're all percussionists. So mm-hmm. it, it really just kind of depends on, on um, you know, actually in, in Mannheim Steamroller is a great example that we actually have a percussionist mm-hmm. and a drummer. Right. Now, I mean, we both do both, right. but yeah. we kind of separate them that way and that I'm actually the drum set player. Right. right. Um, and then, but I stand up plenty and play orchestral bells and, and uh, you know, play triangles and gongs and, you know, I play all the all percussion things as well. But we also actually have a designated percussionist that plays the orchestral, uh, you know, timpani and then he's actually this fantastic latin percussion player oh, wow. uh, and so he has incorporated uh you know congas and, and bongos and, and type a, a real sort of uh, ethnic feel to that and he also um plays a, an electronic woodwind instrument oh, wow. um, so we're all we all kind of have a, a certain role that we play you know drummer i'm the drummer but i play all these different roles too in fact i have to play uh, I have to. I play uh, recorders. We all play recorders. Oh, okay, cool. Just uh, to a certain extent, we actually have one uh, gal, uh, Roxanne Layton, who's a, just this virtuoso recorder player. So oh, wow. I don't know that any of us are to to her level, uh, but our our percussionist Joey Galizia, who plays the electronic woodwind is an amazing woodwind player so we all have these different roles that we play even though you know uh, even though we technically you know when we're introduced i'm the drummer you know and he's the percussionist so that's the difference um as far as you know what drew me to to drumming it's you know it's i mean it's one of those things that that uh, you either have a you either have a job as a drummer or you have a, a life as a, as a drummer, or, a, you know, you can kind of say that for about any, any music. It's, I, it just is something that is instilled in me. And, and I knew, you know, from a very early age. And of course, you know, if you, if you interviewed my, you know, second grade teacher, I probably couldn't stop tapping on the desk. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, it's something that, uh, that I just ha- have known, you know, from a very early age that I, that I would have this life in music, you know, and that my main instruments are the the drums and percussion and the piano. Yeah. I didn't know that I'd be doing this, but I knew that I would be doing something in music, and, and this is where my life would be. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. So you are the drummer, drum set player. I mean, your, your primary role in the world-famous group uh, Mannheim Steamroller. 
which you had mentioned uh, earlier. So could you give us some background on the name and how the group was formed? Yeah, the, you know, the, the group is, has been around quite a while. Uh, they, the, you know, Chip Davis is the mastermind find, founder and, you know, it pretty much the everything about Mannheim Steamroller. I mean, they, they are one in the same. Um, so when you say Mannheim Steamroller, you're basically saying Chip Davis, you know, and us. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's his, uh, it's his vision and, and it's his, uh, you know, everything <clears throat> that we do, you know, comes from, from his, his vision. Uh, the group originated in the early 70s. <clears throat> wow. So uh, it, it, you know, I mean, back then they were doing, they were just, you know, experimenting with these, with these techniques that were just never done, both, um, both you know, musical techniques and recording techniques. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and in fact, I, you know, I was actually, you know, I was alive then, but I was, I was just a little <laughs> tyke. So, um, this is all just what I, you know, have heard from how the group formed. But, you know, Chip would would take his his records to hi-fi, you know, uh, stereo shops, mm -hmm. and and uh, you know, instead of just trying to get radio play, it would be that he would he would have his records in these in these records record uh, excuse me stereo shops, oh. and and. Uh, the the just the the um, wide range of sound you know the the dynamic range from from the highs to the you know the high infidelity age um, you know to the that massive low you know the the uh, salesman would put on this put on a Mannheim steamroller record to sell their <laughs> stereos wow. and they and you know the customer would say. I want that stereo and, and I want that record. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's, I mean, he's not only a, um, just a genius, you know, musician, but it's, uh, he's, uh, you know, just a mastermind, like market marketing guy too. Yeah. Like he knows how to do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the, the group originated way back then. And the first Christmas album, which, which is our, you know what we're most well known for is the Christmas music, although there is another whole set of of uh, you know there's a whole catalog of pieces that uh, and albums that are not Christmas that are original works, mm -hmm. but the Christmas music is what you know the group is most known for, uh, Grammy award winning you know uh, arrangements, and that came out in 1984, so that there was a, you know, about maybe a nine year period there. And then the first Christmas album came out and, and I remember, you know, still being a kid at that point and having that first Christmas album come out. And, you know, there are, there are albums that come out that you just know, you remember where you were when you heard it, you know, mm -hmm. the first time. And I remember putting that on and being like, what is, this? <laughs> you know, I mean, it was, there, nothing like that had happened before Chip and Mannheim yeah. Steamroller. I mean, everything before, you know, is like Bing Crosby Christmas, you know, and, El and actually, you know, like Elvis Presley Christmas and things like that. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden this, this album comes out and it's just revolutionary. Yeah. You know, and it changed 
it changed the way we listen to Christmas music. And, you know, I mean, nowadays, oh, everyone kind of has a Christmas album, but, but back then it was just this one-of-a-kind, you know, visionary work. Yeah, that's wow. amazing. And speaking of, of Christmas music, uh, the Christmas classic Little Drummer Boy, I saw you playing that with Mannheim Steamroller, and there was a very unique choreography uh, that I noticed. I didn't notice it at first, and then, then I, as I watched closer um, that you used as you were playing. So is it imitating a toy music box? It was really fascinating. What's the, what's the choreography and the, the background of, of that particular uh, uh, piece that you guys play? Yeah, that one we all kind of have a little, um, a little, uh, yeah, toy, toy, um, Christmas, you know, Christmas toy type thing that we do. Right. Uh, I think that video that tended to focus on on me a bit, but um, but we all have have a little thing that we're doing there that's kind of like this stiff type of uh, you know thing that uh, that uh, goes accompanies a, a video that 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 the toys. You know, start out as toys, and then as it goes, the, the toys come to life. So, um, you know that that particular choreography that I'm doing is, and and uh, that we all do. We kind of came up with as a group, and the, and and kind of came up with my own thing there. And and I, I think that's one of the cool things again about about Chip is that he, you know, he has just uh, he is you know very involved in in what we do and also really trusts us to like take the music the, the way that we uh you know feel like we want you know to do it so um there's a lot of a lot of room uh to to kind of stretch out musically and creatively and i always have a have my mind on you know what has been how the recording sound um making sure that you know if something if if people that have listened to the recording, you know, over and over again, and there's a, there's a really cool drum fill or something that I make sure that I do that, you know, so I'm always, uh, I'm always attentive to, you know, what came before. And, mm-hmm. and I also feel like, you know, we're, we're always pushing forward as well and, and, you know, keeping the music fresh. Yeah. And it was cool. neat because it made me want to wa- watch it more and listen more carefully as I noticed the, the sharp movements you guys were making it, it was really neat it really kept kept my attention very very well it was, it was great thank you that that one's a fan favorite and, and we uh, we do you know through the years we rotate all almost all the pieces in and out there are there are some that we that have to be there <laughs> every year yeah uh, but we rotate pieces out you know in and out quite a bit and and every time we wrote that, uh, we rotate that one out. We kind of hear about it. From- <laughs> <laughs> so, staying on the topic of uh, Mannheim Steamroller, how are the variety of instruments that the group uses unique to creating the iconic sound of the group? Yeah, you know, every every one of us, like I, I mentioned earlier, every one of us is is very much multitasking on stage. Um, we all have sort of a instrument uh, station that I, I would say that uh, there are, you, you know, in, in our group, there are six of us that are considered the band, the mm-hmm. touring band that, that um, is Mannheim Steamroller. And, and um, we all have a set of acoustic instruments and electronic instruments to draw from. Um, so, you know, at any one 
time, you could be, you know, that you, you see the audience looking around a lot, like, where's that thing? Where's <laughs> that sound coming from? Yeah. Right. And, you know, sometimes um, we'll have our, you know, our violinist playing something and, and uh, you know, we'll have a, an acoustic violin. So it sounds like a, a violin. Mm-hmm. Other times we'll, we'll pick up a, an electric violin and is playing something and it could be, it could sound like a synthesizer, a choir. Mm-hmm. It could sound like any, any number of things. And every one of us at our stations has that ability to either make the instrument sound like the instrument or make the instrument sound completely different. That's cool. So it's, yeah, it really is kind of a, you know, uh, you know, who's doing that type of type of thing um, with all of us having those electronic and acoustic capabilities. Yeah. That's great. Uh, We're both music educators in public school and private lessons. And uh, our podcast is an educational show that aims to teach music in in a fun and engaging way. And we were really excited to learn that you're also a music educator um, can you tell us the the variety of ages and topics that you cover as you as you teach? Yeah, absolutely. I I feel like you know every artist, no matter you know how how big or small you you are as far as your your uh, you know awareness in the in your community or in the country. Uh, I feel like there, there's a there's a real you know, there's a sense of giving back with teaching that's almost kind of required. I mean, I feel, I feel that way. I know, I know that it's not blanket across the board that, that people feel that way, you know, but I feel like teaching has always been a part of my career. And, you know, sometimes I, I have been a, a private instructor and other times, you know, I just simply don't have time for it, but I'm, I'm finding other ways to, to make sure that I'm giving back to, to students. Um, so one, of the, one thing that I do when I'm not on tour is I make sure that I am um, giving, you know, cl- uh, clinics and, and master classes in, in schools. And uh, I, I can, you know, I, I feel like music is very just universal. Like you don't, you don't really need to... Um, you don't need to strip it down for for younger kids and and you know be more really fancier for older right. older students as much as you just know need to know how to talk to the different age groups differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will actually take you know I'm a composer as well and and I I don't I don't necessarily I don't compose for kids but I feel like again that that um, my music and and uh, you know all music is just universal so. Um, I can take what I do and I, I can uh, do a, a, an assembly at an elementary school just as, as well as, as doing a university master class. So I do pretty much run the full gamut. Uh, and it really is just how to, how to you know, to know what age you're, you're talking to um, and, and to just talk to them in a, in a you know, engaging way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So many of our listeners are kids um, that might be interested in playing percussion. So could you share a bit of advice or wisdom with them as they explore the world of music? Yeah, you know, I, one one very difficult thing, and this is for everybody, and that is it's very difficult to be a beginner. You know, <laughs> um, you see people playing, you want to play like that, and, and it takes time to, to build that. So, you know, my 
one thing that I say a lot to, to students is to allow yourself the, you know, the process, allow yourself time to be a beginner and, and enjoy, ex, you know, experimenting with instruments, but also just, you know, be patient with yourself and, and know that, uh, you know, that these things that, that people have been working on for their whole lives are not going to, you know, just all of a sudden happen. Um, you know, that's, that it is difficult to get past the, you know, <laughs> hit the drum four times phase. Right, you know? right, right. Every, everybody, and especially now when, when everything seems so instant, you know, like we just want instant gratification with <laughs> mm-hmm. everything. Right. Yes. Uh, so there is a little bit more of a push now to, you know, for students to get, get to a certain level at, you know, quicker. Uh, when I was a, when I was starting in percussion, you know, my, my teacher said, you don't get a drum set uh, for, I think it was three years, you know, you have to play. So I had already been playing piano for five years and then I get a drum, mm-hmm. a drum, you know, <laughs> right. like you're going to play snare drum for three years. And I did. And I, I don't regret a minute of it because, yeah. you know, one, one thing, you know, that's where you build your technique and your chops. And, uh, you know, and I've used that my whole life. You know, now it's a little bit more, well, it's, you know, we're going to get Billy a drum set for his for his <laughs> birthday, you know. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I've got the whole drum set. Now, you know, teach me how to do this. So um, there is a little bit more of a, of a push these days to get to get there. So I, you know, do remind students to go through a process and, and mm-hmm. to be patient and, and to, you know, listen to your teachers and they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Great. So Tom Sharp, drummer uh, for Mannheim Steamroller and world-class percussionist. Uh, thank you for taking the time to chat with us on the Music Podcast for Kids. Uh, we wish you all the best and continue to enjoy your music, share your music and, and teach the world. Thank you so much. You know, our, our uh, last tour that we did was our 35th anniversary of, of the Christmas tour. And that's actually the longest running tour in, in history. So uh, we're, you know, we're just uh, really blessed people to be carrying on this legacy. And uh, we look forward to, to getting back to you real soon. Thanks again. Pleasure. Thank you, guys. Time to wrap it up, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into the Music Podcast for Kids. We hope you enjoyed the show, and most importantly, learned something cool today about music. Remember to send in your jokes or even a topic in music you would like us to discuss by visiting our website, themusicpodcastforkids.com. If you are interested in awesome educational and fun songs for your kids to listen and sing along with, please visit brucefight.com. Music is available to download with iTunes, CD Baby, and Facebook. And most streaming platforms like Spotify and Amazon Radio. Links will be found in the show notes. If you are interested in learning how to play the piano with a fun and engaging curriculum geared toward kids, please subscribe to Mr. Henry's YouTube channel called Mr. Henry's Music World. Links will be found in the show notes. Please visit iTunes to leave a review of the podcast and also share the podcast with friends, relatives, aliens, whoever. Again, we thank you so much for tuning in.